Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. It might be too hot for crickets tonight. So. Another edition of the Just Press Play podcast. Week two is in the books in the NFL. Today we are down LJ, but we got Pops and special guest Uncle Tony here to join us to talk some NFL football. What's going on, guys? What's oh. up? Just happy to be How here, y'all Kevin. Doing? Man, just a just another day, another dollar over here. You know, I wanted to, to start out real quick. Tony, if if, if you found a hundred dollars on the street, would you would you pick it up or, or would you just keep on walking by? You know, Kevin, it's funny you should mention that. Uh, last week, I was walking down the street, found $100 bills, and I picked it up. And I was wondering, how well, I would love to double my money. You, well, interesting. Wow. Okay. Interesting you would ask this, because why, I, what I don't get is why do people keep picking winners and not betting on them? And and if you go over to my bookie, you can not only double that $100, Uncle Tone, but you can double it fast. It's fast, easy, and they pay when you win. Let's face it, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. And my bookie is the place to go. I wouldn't be tell- telling you guys to bet with them if they weren't the best. So you got to do the smart thing and just go over there. Right, right now, you can bet on just the games. You know, you can hit the spread. I, I, by the way, since, since I mentioned spread, can I just go ahead and real quick ask y'all, do y'all know what the spread – guess the spread, if you haven't seen it already – of the Cowboys and Dolphins this week. 21. I have not seen it. Um, what was the New England spread? Eight, it was like 18 and I, a half. Well, okay. I thought I think I saw it at 16 at once and it got up to 18 because people were hammering the Patriots. Rightfully well, so. I put money on my bookie, it was 18 and a half. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I like Tony's. I, I want to say 20 and a half just to be a little under Tony. <laughs> Well, I, last I checked, I don't know if it's moving. Last I checked, it was 20 and a half. So Ooh. y'all were right all over it. Dr. Lip is a winner. I, they're going to, by, by, <laughs> by the time this year ends, I don't know how big that spread's going to get between the Dolphins and I don't know who. I saw, but. I saw an interesting quote that somebody said the Dolphins are actually just a flash mob. <laughs> oh, that, they just showed, the, up we'll, we'll the, get, we'll have, showed up on the field in their uniforms and started to dance. That that was an abysmal performance they put out there against the Patriots, but we'll get into that. But the the best thing about my bookie is you can bet on the games before the game. You can bet on them after kickoff at the second half. If you don't like the way your bet's going, you can always take the other side and do a live in-game bet. And then if you're a fantasy guy, you can bet on fantasy stuff. You can go 
over under what Lamar Jackson's going to do. Hey, I'm just going to go ahead and give you a hint. Probably go over, over. as of as of right now. And it's just the great, the best place to bet. And right now, my bookie wants to help out all the listeners of the Just Press Play podcast. If you join now, you can double your first deposit. So, as Uncle Tony mentioned at the beginning, it's almost like he knew where I was going. You can double that $100 on your first deposit. Just no. use the promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR, C-H-A-I-R, when you visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid over at mybookie. All right. The, the big story, I feel like, coming coming after week two, I, quarterbacks. What is their drop? The, we, we mentioned, you know, I, I think we were all talking before, one of the older quarterbacks was going we thought maybe could you could see a decline whether it be you know a Brady Rivers Breeze whatever it may be it looks like i don't know if there if there's a decline in their performance but they can't stay healthy we got a couple of big ones and the first one i want to get into cuz i think it's going to send shockwaves through the the NFC is Drew Brees and that thumb injury that he's got over at the Saints. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Have you seen Tony? Is the latest he's is he getting the surgery or have they said? I think he's getting the surgery. He yeah. was seeing a specialist today or, or late yesterday, and so I haven't heard if he was going to go ahead and do the surgery. Um, so if he I is thought doing I heard today that, that he was, okay. but I, I, I thought I did. I know if you watched him in that game, one he didn't try for a while to even pick up a ball, and then right after halftime he went to go pick up a football. I mean, he couldn't even pick up the football, let alone try to throw it. We didn't even see that. And last I saw expected out at least six weeks. Yep. So I guess I, I just want to go straight over to you, Pops. What does that mean for the Saints and I guess maybe the wide open NFC South now? What, what, what does that mean to you for the Saints with Breeze being out? It's very difficult for the Saints. I don't know that, you know, I hadn't seen uh, or I've heard talk about uh, Drew Breeze not going downfield. Uh, this year as much as he has. I, I assume mm-hmm. there's probably some lack of arm strength that's got to start catching up. But the uh, the backup there, uh, what's what's the guy? Who's the backup? Old Teddy. Old Teddy he, B. He's, not, Teddy he's not a long ball thrower either. So I think they've still got a lot of weapons on that offensive side. But Drew Brees is the heart and soul of that team. I think, I think, it's, I think it's devastating uh, to the Saints and to their hopes of, of making it. But that was one of the most – contested uh, division conferences that we just see conference. That's a division, right? That would be a division. That's a division yeah, right. that we had. And now, you know, you got Carolina that's got, who knows what's going on with Cam, Tampa Bay, who knows? Cam's got a foot injury. Um, he might not be starting. Yeah, we don't. Jameis Winston changes every week. Who knows? Jacksonville. And the Falcons. You know, or, no, that's fa- well, that, that's, that's the Falcons. Right. That's the Falcons. Other one. Falcons are the other one. Right. And they got a win, but I that's they almost gave it away against the Eagles. I I think that division. I don't know who's going to win that division. I, I think the Saints are probably still the favorites. Mm-hmm. I do. I, I like where you went with Teddy Bridgewater. Where I think he's more of an accurate accuracy guy and not necessarily downfield, which is kind of what Breeze has right. been. But like you said with Breeze, he was the extension of Sean Payton on the field and kind of like you said, the heart and soul of that team. So I'm interested to see where it goes. They did. They're one of those teams though that instead of letting Bridgewater leave to go try to get a starting job, they went ahead and paid him, I think, seven or eight million to be a backup. So they kept that contingency plan. So Tony, what do you can can Teddy Bridgewater hold the ship, I guess, for the next six weeks while while Drew Brees is yeah, out? Yeah, and I think he I think he can, and here's why. And first, your point's correct about the NFC South now being pretty wide open. It it allows Carolina to actually still have a chance as they try to get Cam Newton healthy. I mean Tampa's, Tampa's got a shot right yeah, now. 
Honestly, I mean that defense actually looks got decent. To some stuff out, but they do. They have rushed the quarterback well the first couple of weeks. But the thing about New Orleans, we've talked about this before, is they become a run first team over the last two to three years. That hasn't that hasn't changed. What was going on this past Sunday is the Rams' defense was the worst team in the world to have your uh, starting quarterback go down against because they just defend the run so well. Uh, Aaron Donald, I know he left the game for a little while, but. Uh, they are really tough against the run. He's just a he's a man among, man among boys, boys out there. And I think Alvin Kamara just couldn't get started. Uh, Latavius Murray is going to have to really pick up a load now because that's going to have to be 30, 35 carries out of the backfield now with Bridgewater. I will say this about yep. that game Sunday where it was will be different this week. Taysom Hill had to be completely taken out of the ball game at that point in time because they had to hold him out because he was the second-string quarterback. If they can figure out a game plan uh, to – get him back involved, have him run in some wildcat, have him back in the H-back slot so they can use his athleticism, I think they'll be fine. Uh, the one thing they probably need to do, if they haven't done already, is go out and sign another quarterback and get Breeze on that uh, reserve, uh, injured reserve list so he can come back in six to eight weeks. But they really need to go get that other quarterback so Taysom Hill can get back in their offense. I think that's what we'll see over the next few weeks is, is how that plays out. Well, yeah, and I think you're right on with that where – you're going to see a difference where Sean Payton can plan on Drew Brees being out and have like it's one thing. I don't think Teddy Bridgewater, I, as far as backup quarterbacks go, is probably as good as there is out there, or at least up there for yeah, backup quarterbacks. So. And it's just different getting thrusted into game, and not only are you getting thrusted in in the second quarter, but you're getting against that Rams defense who. I, I say what you want about Clay Matthews, but he's still got some pass rush on the side. Aaron Donald is a beast. There's just there's guys all, all over that D, so that's that's tough. And Wade Phillips is a really good defensive coordinator, but the what I was looking at, and I think where this kind of is interesting to me is not the NFC South. Yes, I think it's wide open, and I really don't like. If you had to pick it today, I think I don't know who you go with. But the Saints' schedule coming up, they go at Seattle, two and zero team, and Seattle's always been a tough place mm-hmm. to play. They play the Cowboys at home on Sunday Night Football. The Cowboys look as good as any team in the NFC right now. And then they got a, a Buccaneers at Jaguars at Bears. There's some decent defenses coming yeah. up. Teddy's going to have to to hold the ship. But I think where this gets interesting is any team with in the NFC that has Super Bowl aspirations. I don't care what you say. You're watching to see what's going on in New Orleans simply because you want to figure out are you going to have to play a playoff game in the Superdome? And that's where I think this injury. St- I still think Teddy Bridgewater can go 500. Breeze can maybe get back. They can win 10 to 12 games. Maybe get in the playoffs. But if the Cowboys or the Rams or any team looking for to, to possibly be the favorites in the NFC, if they can get the home field advantage over the Saints, we've just seen it over and over again. Drew Brees is not the same guy on the road as he is in the Superdome, and the Superdome is just hard yeah. to play in. So I think that's where it, this could make shockwaves yeah, in the I, NFC. You, you know, think, think it's on the road, or do you think it's a dome? I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with the dome. But also, I think that defense is just different inside. I was hearing Chris Long talk yeah. about on the Ryan Rosillo podcast. He said the Superdome might be the hardest t- place to play, that or Seattle. I, I think it does a lot for Drew Brees and that defense. What were you yeah, going to say, Tone? I, Kevin, I think you hit it right on the head. If, if Bridgewater can go 500 over these next six ball games, man, they're winners. I don't think it, you can get NFC South, the division winner there, could probably come out at 10 and 6. And and win that division right now. With yeah, the way now, Atlanta yeah. has started. They haven't really shown that much. Carolina certainly uh, same same boat. And then Tampa Bay. I just don't see them being able to. I, I sure am looking more for more out of that offense than I've seen so far. 
Yeah, that's uh, we talked about it a little bit last week. Before the season, I was kind of buying all into the Bruce Arians and Jameis Winston stuff. That doesn't look great. But Todd Bowles has that defense playing really well. If maybe they can figure out something with – there's weapons all over the place on that offense if they can figure out Jameis yeah. Winston. So who knows? And then the Falcons, if they can figure it out, we still – there's still Julio Jones, Matt Ryan, Calvin Ridley, Devontae Freeman. There's, there's people. Weapons. You know, there's yeah. guys. They just, they just can't figure out that you can't spell defense without D. And they're just terrible. <laughs> That's just, I can't. I like this. And then, yeah, and then speaking of quarterbacks going down, we don't know. Cam Newton may not play. Apparently, he's nursing a foot injury, and it could be Kyle Allen starting at quarterback. So, I, who knows? And then, but moving on with quarterbacks going down, uh, and I hate that LJ's not here for this, but a quarterback in Pittsburgh has gone down, and Big Ben, it looked like an odd entry. I couldn't really tell what happened, but it seemed pretty quick. I, th- I thought maybe it was we were getting typical Big Ben, like he had diarrhea, so he just needed to go to the locker room real quick because he, he was back on the sideline really fast. But he never returned, and Big Ben is now – last I saw, he's ruling – now, from what I last saw, he was ruling out certain, not ruling out the possibility of holding off surgery and maybe trying to come back this year. But it sounds like it's a bad injury and he could be out for the year with I his think forearm. They put him on season-ending IR. He doesn't have a choice. I think now. so too. He's, yeah, I think he's, he's done. done. And this is a guy of all the teams with with injuries. This is we'll see what happens. And and I'll give LJ some props. We're going to get to see right here if Big Ben was the quarterback or Big Ben was the guy throwing the ball to Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. We'll see what Mason Rudolph does. There's been talk that actually in camp, Rudolph was throwing the ball better than Roethlisberger was. That's why they cut uh, or traded their other other quarterback that really, Rudolph really took off in camp. That so Traded Dobbs over see, to the Jaguars, I, yeah. I think, you know, uh, we'll just see. It gives I, I, some comments made in the podcast last week. I think it gives Tomlin an opportunity to show that he actually can coach. Um, we'll see about that. I know Lifford will be disappointed if he does actually show some chops in that area, but uh, I think I hope he, he does, can. Tony. No, I, I think do he hope can, he does. And, and we'll see, see what happens. Otherwise, you know, it may be the end of the road for Ben and Tomlin. I will say this: here's my prediction: if Mike well, Tomlin is fired at the yeah. end of this season, if they don't make the playoffs and they let Mike Tomlin go, Big Ben's done. He won't come back. Well, that's what's interesting. I think this could go, and and we might get into this a little. I don't know what this Big Ben's career. I think is. This could be the end, in, the beginning of the end in, of his career to me, just with how long. But where I wanted to get to, and I think you were kind of touching on it, Tony, is at first. So Monday night, uh, on Monday night, the the Pittsburgh Steelers traded. So it was odd to me at first to see your your quarterback goes down, you're zero and two, and then you trade your first round pick to go get Minka Fitzpatrick over the Dolphins. Who I will say, Fitzpatrick's a really good defensive back, solid safety. That's a good trade, but. You're 0-2 and your quarterback just went down. We don't know anything about Mason Rudolph. That pick could be top 10. That could be your pick that goes and gets your replacement for Big Ben. Unless, I think you might be onto something, Tony. I think they must really like Mason I Rudolph. I think so, too. I mean, if you they, think – I think that screams that they're saying, we think Rudolph can can carry this and be all right. Because if not, then why would you take the risk in trading your first-round pick? You I'll just say wait. that – although and, – and, Kevin, it, it does look strange. That's one of the best picks up, pickups – of the year to this point because what the Steelers just told everybody right there is we're going to have to play defense and we're not going to be able to go out and try to outscore people that we've got to we've got to make a change and going and picking up Minka Fitzpatrick I think really gives them the opportunity to uh, make some kind of statement on defense and get better where they can I, I 
It's not because I own him in a couple of teams, but I think James Conner now becomes a key to that offense. Can he carry the ball 20, 25 times? Do they have to involve Jalen Samuel? Can Are they going to ask Mason Rudolph to throw it 18 to 20 times a game and that's it, just manage the best they can and then try to play defense? We'll see. It's going to be tough in uh, in that division because they still get to play Baltimore a couple times and, and see how far Lamar Jackson well, can throw it, football. It's just funny because I mean I, I really feel like this is the Steelers going. We're betting on our guys, and because I think this could be the moment where you go, oh, James Conner wasn't really that good last year. He just had Antonio Brown taking people out of the box, and maybe JJ Juju Smith Schuster's not that good. It was Ben Roethlisberger. I think it's just all these guys now. Yeah. It's time to prove it, and I think this is management saying, all right, D, there's some talent over here. Now we got you one more. Let's figure it out, and then it's saying we really do believe James Conner and and uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, and maybe James Washington. That's the old Oklahoma State boys, him and Rudolph. Yep. Maybe they can connect. They've always been good in the preseason. That's why I always bu- buy the hype on yeah. damn James Washington. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't work out for me. Yeah. But hey. I think yeah, they're, they're kind of saying, let's go yeah, on. We and then we, we can't publish this. Mike Tomlin's the kind of guy where he always gets crapped on because he does this weird thing, and then he always ends up – he's never had a losing season ever. Say what you want about Mike Tomlin – they always end up in the thick of things come playoff season. And I know Dad's going to be – he's always been a Tomlin guy, so he'd love to see him That's right. back in the hunt. Y'all don't go dropping well, this he- podcast before after waivers are over because James Washington is going to be a big <laughs> target for me. If he's out there anywhere, we're going to go get him. So. Well, what do you, so what do you think, Dad? Let's, let's – the Steelers now, Big Ben's out, Rudolph's coming in. You've kind of heard what we've thought. What, what is your thoughts either – off of what we said, or just do you disagree? No, no, no. With I agree, and said. I've kind of been looking up points uh, against the Steelers. Have given up sixty-one points. So the only other one in the AFC, well, there's two. Obviously, the Dolphins have given up one hundred and two, <laughs> and the right. Bengals are sixty-two. Have given up sixty-two points, and I think there's a couple in the NFC that have given up sixty-three points. So they, uh, let's see, the Giants and the Redskins. Go figure, the Giants anyway. So, yeah, I think you're seeing them. It's going to be defense and run the ball, control the clock, and can Mason Rudolph do it? Uh, I, I, I'm interested to see. if Rudolph has some guys there. If he can't, Don't lose it. If he just, I mean, Vance McDonald has talent. James Washington, we've talked about the talent. Juju Smith-Schuster, did y'all see he just broke, I think, the fastest receiver. I forget what the yardage was, 2,500 yards. He's the fastest receiver to ever oh, get really? there, beating mm-hmm. Randy Moss's record. Yeah. There's talent around there if Rudolph can come in and manage the game well. And I will say there's times at Oklahoma State I really thought Rudolph was good. And I, Tony's right. I do think there was talk in camp where they really liked the way he's throwing it. And I don't know. It almost sounded, it almost seemed like this was the Steelers going, maybe this is our chance to 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 move on from Ben Roethlisberger. If Rudolph comes through, takes him to the playoffs, this could be a whole like Dak Romo thing we saw not that long ago where the young guy could kind of finally take the rings. It is interesting to me that Rudolph was the guy they drafted and then Big Ben was, I'm not going to tutor him. I don't tutor the young quarterback in my replacement. And now it, it yeah. might end up being his yeah. replacement. So we'll see. Yeah, be careful what you yeah. say. I think I think the Steelers are better without Big Ben and they make some noise and maybe make the playoffs. And I think LJ would never be more happy <laughs> to be wrong about his playoff pick than that being the case for the Steelers making the playoffs without well, Big Ben. Well, because it'd make you right about his who were who we thought they were. Right. Ben it's, he's wrong, but he's <laughs> yeah, right. right. So. And and he's put, he's been on this Big Ben thing since we started the pod. So I, I think he'd love to to finally be right. And then so I, I said finally be right. It's not like the only thing he's ever been right on. That, that sounded bad, Hill. Sorry. Uh, the other quarterback, we, another one going down. Uh, well, he's not hurt. It's just they finally benched Eli Manning down in New York. 
Danny, Danny Dimes is coming in for the New York football Giants. And I think if anybody's happy to see that, poor, I'm, I hope he can do something for Saquon Barkley because Barkley looks amazing. He, every, the past two weeks, he started out the game with a great run and a great drive. And then Eli Manning is Eli Manning, who I've, I, I don't know why they started him to start the season. Is he done? Is Eli done so? Boy, I think so. No, here, I, I don't know. This is a conversation I recorded uh, earlier today. <laughs> From the Manning household. Hello. Yeah, he's in the den. Just a moment. Eli! Eli! Coach Coughlin's on the phone! Coach Coughlin's what, what, on the phone! Are you saying we're going to bench Eli! Gardner Minshew? The second? The, 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 greatest, the greatest story to ever be told? I mean... Hey, man. When, yeah, when they're one and... When Gardner Minshew and his Fu Manchu... Whatever you call that it's mustache. It's a porn stash, kind of isn't it? I think. Call that. Besides a porn stash. Okay. I'm trying to think of an exact word for it. Porn stash would be correct. We'll see. I, I just think it would be fun. Kevin's conspiracy theory last week of, you know, he, Eli gets the call and leads the Jags to the AFC Championship. But it it, it would be it would be fun would to see. Awesome. Uh, but I just love it and beat the undefeated. To be honest, though, I just uh, don't think Eli really has anything cool. left in the tank. I think he's done. I was looking <laughs> at something. What has what has Tom Coughlin really done since he's since he's been there? At the Jaguars, I really don't. I think he's done nothing but hurt them. I, since 2017, they've had uh, Ramsey, Bo- uh, AJ Boye, Malik Jackson, all came before Coughlin. And his legacy since he started was retaining Doug Marone, who we don't know if that's good. Extending Blake Bortles to like the, that 30 million dollar contract, then cutting him. Drafting Leonard Fournette instead of Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. That doesn't look too promising. And then signing Nick Foles. Who now looks like he's I don't know what's gonna go on with that. And it looks like he might have ran Jalen Ramsey out of town. Jalen Ramsey's asking demanding a trade. Coughlin really hasn't it might be time for Coughlin to go, is what needs to happen, I think. And unless he calls his boy Eli and somehow yeah. that magic's still going. Who knows? Well, what did you guys think about was it so Marone is right. the coach there, right? Doug Marone. What'd you think about his going for two? I I liked his going for two. But the play, they why wouldn't you line up with Leonard Fournette with power? I mean, put a fullback in front, double tied in, and just go, we're fixing to blow your damn doors off. If you can stop us, fine. But, and I don't think they could have. I think they would have gotten that. Personally, that, personally, that I didn't like – so there. I love the, the stones that Minshew was playing with at that last drive. Like he had the fourth and ten where he ran for it. I yeah. didn't like taking the ball out of his hand. And if you are going to take the ball out of his hand, yes, Dad, let's what is Fournette good at? Power. Let's run a let's run a power right up the gut. Not I, I just don't understand the, the play call. If you're going to go with shotgun like that and, and and not run your power offense, I think you go, all right, Minshew, make a play. Then yeah. let Minshew have the ball. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I thought that and, was a was a strange call. Was strange. I, I like the I like going for it. I just didn't so like I, the call. On the on the Jalen Ramsey thing, we mentioned it. He's demanded a trade or requested a trade, and we'll see what ends up happening. Uh, I, all the tweets out there were joking about Bill Belichick rolling up his sleeves when Jalen Ramsey's requesting a trade. I hope they don't find a way to somehow get Jalen Ramsey. But <laughs> but I understand Ramsey kind of is one of those guys. He's probably tough to deal with a little bit. But he was having a hell of a game. He pretty much – I wouldn't say shut down because I don't think anyone shuts down DeAndre Hopkins, but DeAndre Hopkins really didn't make any big plays. And then the defense was playing great. And Marone went over there, and we'll never know what he said, but Marone went over there and said something. And the, two way, the way the two other defenders got up real quick to separate the two, I think Marone must have said something that's a little out of line. 
And it was funny. I was listening to uh, 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 I was listening to someone talking. They were just talking about players and coaches. Like it's one thing when players get into a fight because if they argue, they can kind of clear it up because they know at the end of the day they'll be in the trenches together. But when a coach, like especially the head coach, says something like that, the player can't really come back at him because the coach is making a decision on who plays and who gets cut. So you can't really come back. You just have to take it. And that's I don't, I don't know what was said, but I just I don't know if I would have tried to run Jalen Ramsey out of town. He's as good as it gets as far as corners. I think he's the best out there. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. There's a scene in Bull Durham where I think I know what he said to him. You check that, that out. you just can't There's say. It's off limits. You say that you can't say. He must have said it. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll let y'all. I'll let y'all figure that. We might have. Well, some, it yeah, we must be early in the pot if, if Tony's watching what he watching what he says right now. <laughs> if we're still censored. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, give me. My gin drank's only halfway down. Uh, we mentioned so it a little bit, staying we'll in Florida, and we mentioned earlier talking about the Minka Fitzpatrick trade. And I just want to touch on it. I don't want to talk a lot of Dolphins, but do you think Brian Flores knew what he was signing up for when he took that job? <laughs> well, let, let me just tell not. you something. I looked at the Miami Dolphins. Is it their so, picks? They have the oh, most okay. cap space of any team for 2020. They have three first-round draft picks in 2020, and they have two in 2021. Well, do you want me to tell you? So, here's their draft I mean, capital – there's no a draft capital in general. So they got three first in 2020, like you said. There's the Steelers and the Texans. They have their second and the Saints second in this draft. And then they have two picks in each of the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh. So they got a ton of picks in the 2020 draft. And then in 2021, they got their first and the Texans first and their second and the Texans second and some comp picks in the later round. So they got a ton of picks. I just, I, as a basketball fan, I've watched this. And even with the watching the Browns, Usually, whoever does the tanking, it does it can pay off, and you can end up with a lot of talent. But someone ends up losing their job for it, whether it be Sashi Brown over at the the Browns or uh, what was it, Sam Hinkie at the at the Seventy Sixers. It you can't lose that many games and someone retain their job because they're going to lose them. They, they're not going. to I don't know if they'll score another touch. I mean, they will, but uh. they looked abysmal. That doesn't. Look, that looks like a high school team out there playing. And what I don't think you, it's it's different. I don't. Can you tank? You can tank in basketball because you're not asking guys to go bash their head in and go get manhandled. You're asking these guys to go out there and lay their yeah. future lives on the line. We we talked about the NFL and how it affects your health, and now you're asking these guys to go out there completely overmatched. I I don't know. I just don't like tanking in the NFL. It's tough. Yeah, yeah I don't either. And not this early. Good Lord. It's the second game. They've scored 10 points so I, far this year. I it's, hope their retirement plan's good for, for Fitzpatrick getting that job down there because he's just a, getting beat. Non-stop. I wouldn't want to be a quarterback behind that line right now. Yeah, and I'll, I'll say this. You can go back, and there's some NFL films on the first year of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when John McKay took that team over. And those – was it the orange unis, the creamsicle uniforms? awful. Just, yes. Yeah. yeah, the creamsicle uniforms, and they were awful. I think these Dolphins are pretty close. I, they're pretty close. And just, man, they, they are – Yeah, that's what's – <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't. They're just yeah, not I don't know when they're going to be, and it's a shame, uh, ready to go, or, or when they're going to be able to to put up any points. But you know, one, do you remember the days where maybe you weren't always ready to go, or a day where you couldn't get it up? Well, we want to tell you about our friends over at Blue Chew. If you're looking for a way to increase your performance and get that extra confidence, listen up, BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it works. And the best part, you can take them anytime, day or night, 
on a full stomach or an empty stomach. And since they are chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. And if you could benefit from some extra function and more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is offering a special deal for our listeners. If you visit BlueChew.com, you can get your first shipment for free when you use our special promo code ARMCHAIR. Just pay the $5 shipping. Again, that's BlueChew, B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com, promo code ARMCHAIR to try it for free. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the pod. All right. After week two, we got some teams that are uh, – we got a few teams that are 0-2. I think we have nine teams that are 0-2 to start the year. And I was looking at this article on oddshark.com, and they were noting that since 2007, 98 teams have started 0-2, and, and only 12 have turned it around to make the playoffs. That equals 12.2%. So if history repeats itself, just one of the nine teams that started 0-2 will still make the playoffs. And here's the list we got. The Jets, the Dolphins, the Steelers, the Bengals, the Jaguars, the Broncos, the Giants, the Redskins, and the Panthers. So I'll start with you, Pops. One of those teams, or if you think there's multiple, do you think any of these teams turn around and make the playoffs? I think the only two that have a chance are Carolina and Jacksonville, and I think it's Carolina is, I think, the overwhelming choice in my opinion, and that is completely related to Cam Cam Newton's health. Uh, if he can get well, I think they've got the tools uh, there. I think they got a good coach. they got a good defense. They've, uh, they've hell, got a hell of a running back. Um, so I, I think it's Carolina. I think Jacksonville not getting Eli Manning. I do like that Minshew kid. I really do. Maybe if Nick Foles comes back. But uh, but Carolina of, of those teams would be my pick of who possibly. I just get nervous with them because Cam Newton doesn't seem – I was really thinking we'd get a healthy, like back to maybe not MVP numbers, but at least the Cam Newton we remember. And something just looks off with that. And now McCaffrey looks great. Like you said, that running back looks fantastic. And I do think there's talent on the defense, but something's just not right with Cam. So that I'm a little nervous with him. Tony, what do you think? Is is one of those teams? Are you kind of agreeing with Pops there? Yeah, I agree with the Panthers pick. I, um, you know, there's still a lot of talent on the offense side of that football. Uh, I think that uh, I think that seeing you know what McCaffrey can do this second time around, Curtis yeah, Samuel and I DJ so. Moore are both really good wide receivers, and we don't want to discount our uh, if Greg Olson stays healthy that that that's a really good uh, a really good set of of uh, receivers out there and but I, again I think they are <laughs> there it goes fuck on the defense man I'm just telling you they're I, you know Luke Keekley is he's one more concussion one away from, from you know from eating nothing but yeah. Melba toast and Nutella you know I, I just he's I I'm just a real concern about defensively if they can stand up now and as with Tampa Bay's improvement, the Atlanta offense, uh, even New Orleans can smash mouth them, and we saw that. I, I'm concerned about them, but if Cam Newton's healthy, that offense can score some points. I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. I'm actually thinking that of those 0-2 teams, the, the one that maybe have the, the better chance is actually the Steelers. Um, if, if Mason Rudolph, as we talked earlier, if he's actually able to throw the ball and throw it uh, effectively – then I think they've got a good chance because as talented as Carolina is, we just talked about the Steelers offensively are just as talented. And with Minka Fitzpatrick, as we talked, I think they've all of a sudden got a shutdown corner that allows them to uh, 
possibly hang with. Well, y'all are kind of so. hitting on the two teams I was thinking. One team I circled I would be picking, and I'm sorry, LJ, I would be picking the Broncos, but I. Who would have thought Joe Flacco's washed? We knew this when he got benched last week. I don't under. I, I know this will become a shocker if John Elway's listening, but you you need a little more than just being six foot seven with a rocket arm. That, I think you need a little bit more. I thought we learned that with the Brockett uh, Osweiler over there, but I I don't. I just <laughs> I think Flacco holds him back everywhere else on that roster. I like what they have at running back. I like what they have at some receivers. Their defense, I think, could be good. I just don't like Joe Flacco, so I don't see them doing it. And then. Panthers scared me with Newton's injury. I think I'm with Tony. I think the Steelers, if, if Mason Rudolph comes in and he can be good enough, I think there's talent around him. That defense has talent. I don't know why they've – you're right, Dad. They've been awful the first two weeks, as you mentioned earlier. But they went and got Devin Bush early. He's a young linebacker, and he's kind of the leader of their defense. So maybe there's some growing pains. And then if they can sure up the back end, yeah. they've all Pittsburgh always has a pass rush with whoever it is. Just insert whoever they have on the edge right now. It's T.J. Watt. I think I think the Steelers could do it, and I don't think that division's as good as we. The Browns still. I know the Browns got a big win against no. the Jets. They won big, but that was more. I think the Jets looked abysmal. The Browns still look undisciplined. They don't. They don't score points when they need to. Blake or Baker Mayfield still. He's not looking as sharp as I want him to, and maybe they figure that out. But they got a tough schedule coming up, so they better figure it out soon. And- Hi. Biker Mayfield's yeah. accuracy, which is his big deal, was on display not right. last night. Wow. <laughs> it has yeah. Boy, Lifford's right on, on target and, <laughs> and Baker is not right on target. There, I mean, he had like um, three that I was I've watched him I've watched him for these first two ball games. He is missing everything high. I mean, he cannot get the ball to come there down. There was one where targets. Odell Beckham uh, was wide open night. and he overthrew Starter Odell slam. Beckham. Wide open. It's just threw right over his head. And Jarvis Landry almost, you know, lost a yeah, kid. Yeah, and then he did get Njoku hurt because he threw it over uh, Baker. Yeah, he got Njoku hurt. Yep. So I don't know what's going on. I was listening to a, uh, to someone uh, speaking about it, and they were interested in that. Baker's making a lot of five to seven step drops in the offense right now. And they're kind of wondering if that's different for him, maybe trying to get Odell Beckham on some on some moves and get him deeper. But when he's the the touchdown pass he had last night, the 85 yarder was a quick three step drop uh, slant. So perhaps Baker's more comfortable with those quick throws and getting the ball uh, out quicker. But man, he is missing everything high. And I, I don't know if that's they've messed with his uh, delivery. If, if I kind of wonder, maybe he had one too many blue chews. I don't know. I kind of wonder if they do seem like they look like the prototypical team that bought too much into their own hype in the off season. And there was a lot of hype, but I think it's rightfully so there's talent. If you watch Monday night, I'd understand miles Garrett needs to kind of get it figured out. There's some silly plays he made as far as his offsides and, and his unnecessary roughness, but he's still, he's a monster on the defensive end. And they, they got guys all around there that I think the defense could be decent. They need I think they try to get I think you're right, Tony. They're they're trying to get too creative on offense. They got all these weapons and, and Freddie Kitchens wants to be real creative. How about you got a badass running back in Nick Chubb? Let's get him going. And you're not you're not gonna get have to feed Odell Beckham. He'll yeah. find a way to get open. Like I said, you threw a slant and he went for eighty nine yards. He'll find yeah. a way to get his. I think they got too fancy. They need to go back to the drawing board yeah, and go, all right, yeah. what makes Baker best? Okay, let's do that. And the other guys, yeah. Landry, Beckham, Chubb, they'll be yeah. good if you just give them the ball on open field. They'll be good. 
Get on the ball. Mm-hmm. Get on the ball. Yeah, and one of the worst things in football you can be is a rookie head coach, and I think that's going to be tough. With all the stuff about how Freddie knows Baker and he performed well for him as the. OC it's different when you're the OC and when you're the head coach. It's a whole different ball game when you're with OC and the head coach. So we'll we'll see how that plays out down the stretch. But I think Cleveland's uh, slow start gives Pittsburgh the and- opportunity to get back into it. And, uh, and and we can Cincinnati. Yeah, I think they're going to put up. Like Andy Dalton's going to end up putting bad. up some numbers because I think so they're going to be down by twenty. Yeah, well, because I think they're going to be down yeah. by three touchdowns a lot late. And yeah, yeah. When when San Francisco can <laughs> run for two hundred eighty or three hundred something yards on you, and man, you're bad. J- more reason you're to pick the Steelers good. in my estimation. Estimation was I do think the Ravens are great, and I think Lamar Jackson looks awesome. But we've watched scrambling quarterbacks, whether it be Mike Vick or RG three. It only takes one hit. And I guess they have RG3 speaking of behind them, so maybe they'll be fine. But I just – we don't know. We don't know. Two weeks, we like just don't time. know yet. I'm not ready to say, like, the, the Ravens are 12-win Super Bowl favorites or anything. <laughs> Bite your tongue, young man. Lamar I Jackson's hope so, with, with them being on some fantasy rosters. Um, all right. Oh, you need to stop that. We will see. Let's get into <laughs> the segments we do every week for the NFL season, and we'll get into starting off on our bye segment of the week. And since we didn't get to hear from you last week, Tony, we're going to start off with you. Who are you buying this week? I am buying – okay, I've got two picks here, so – well, the first one I'm buying is the Green Bay Packers. Um, regardless of what Aaron Rodgers is doing, he's, he may be coming more of a, a man, game management, but their defense has been phenomenal for two yep. weeks in a row, and they have won two very tough ball games. And to come out of the shoot 2-0 and uh, playing those two teams, I think has really that really puts them ahead in that division. So I'm, I'm going to buy the – I, I like that pick. I mean, yeah. I do like the defense looks slide. really good, and I understand yeah. people kind of going, could Aaron Rodgers be washed? I don't think he is. He'll get it. Him and LaFleur can get it figured out. And if he has that good a defense, I'm nervous. I don't like giving that good a quarterback that good a defense. Yeah. Hey, just look. Yeah, that's the deal. There's only one team giving up yeah. less points than the Packers, and that's the Patriots. They've only given up I, three, by the way, whew. but the Packers have only given up nine. Yeah, and that is the a two guys. A I love yeah. where Green Bay. They went and yeah. got Mike Pettin, who I, maybe he wasn't a good head coach, but he's it looks like he has that defense rolling. And then going and signing Zadarian and Preston Smith. They're yeah. not actually brothers, but I know they're getting called the Smith brothers. And given that they went and paid him a lot of money, I think combined like eighty million or something, and they are just looking fantastic on on the field. Yep. Yeah, that's been a really good. Now I'm not sure if Green Bay was that good. Or Chicago's that bad? Sorry, LJ, but man, they they really manhandled that uh, the the Bears vaulted vaunted offense and then and then held Minnesota down. I, I, yeah, I like really, that. I like that pick. Really who, who, you said you got another buy this start. week. Yeah, so I uh, I subscribe to this service, uh, Prestige Worldwide, <laughs> and they're telling me that I needed to buy the Indianapolis Colts. Hmm. That they're we're they're all over Jacoby Brissett. That he's the real deal. Uh, possible. For, he's on. He's on pace for a forty TD eight INT uh, season, hmm. and he's he's buying the Colts' weak division and taking it to the house. They've they've had two tough matchups. Their matchups get a lot easier over the next uh, down the stretch here. The next uh, five six ball games. So well, I'm gonna go. I'm Colts. gonna go. So I'm I, gonna go I next pops because I was worried this could happen with Tony having two. 
me and Prestige Worldwide must be a ride on the same wavelength because I don't know if it's as much that I'm buying the Colts. I'm all in on Frank Reich. I think he is a great coach. And I just think if it wasn't for Adam Vinatieri completely falling off a cliff, they're 2-0 and right now with two wins coming on the road, one on the West Coast against the yeah. Chargers team I think is pretty good, and the other against the division rival last week beating the Titans. Vinatieri on the year is one for three on field goals and two for six on extra points. And he did. He had a press conference where, and a lot of people were assuming this was going to be him retiring. And I was just looking up to make sure. He says he's not retiring just yet, but he's trying to get quote demons out of his head. So we'll we'll see. He's he's one of the best kickers of all time. I mean, he's probably he's a Hall of Fame kicker. And I oh, he is a Hall of Fame kicker. Oh yeah, no doubt. They they did try out five. I bet they did. So the Colts had five five kickers in camp uh, trying out. So. Wouldn't be surprised if come Thursday morning, Adam Benteri is. is we'll see. I, I, from what I gather, it sounds like out of respect to Benteri, since he's not retiring yet, because I think he was going to, they're going to give him one more week. But like you said, they're trying out kickers. I think they got his replacement ready to roll. <laughs> I, yeah. Jeez. I, I, I would think that if you don't retire on Monday <laughs> and they bring five kickers in on Tuesday, I think they're telling you, Adam, but look, but just retire. I, I think. So. But we'll see. We'll see. But I in general, though, like kind of piggybacking off what I'll you were saying, Tone, we a lot of people had the the they remember Brissett on the year where they literally traded for him right before the season started because they realized Luck might not play all year and he didn't have that great of a year. But this year, Brissett looks really competent and looks like a a solid. I don't know if he's like great, but he still looks like a solid quarterback. And I don't think he has to be great on that on that team. There's, I, it was what made the Luck retirement so odd. There's talent everywhere on that roster mac looks like a pretty decent a pretty solid running back they got yes, some tight ends ebron and doyle the receivers i don't know for sure i mean ty hilton and then punch is getting hurt I, I know they're relying on some rookies so we'll see but then defensively they were good all year last year and i think they're just as good this year if Brissett just plays solid and i didn't realize the pace you were saying is on but i did look i think he had like three touchdowns in one pick last week and two touchdowns a week before. So, I mean, he's playing fine. They just need to find a way to make their freaking extra points. Maybe maybe they should just go for two every time. I don't know. But but I <laughs> oh, agree. I, I like him, they, and they I do have. think the and, AFC South is up yeah. for grabs. I think they could easily win the AFC South because I just don't know about the Texans. Yeah. And then yeah. the Titans, I've never trusted the Titans and, and right. Mariota. <laughs> and then Jax, who knows. <laughs> but I'm with Prestige Worldwide. I'm with him. He's right on. Jacoby Brisket. Gonna gonna win it, <laughs> pops. What about you? Who are you buying this week? Well, I'm gonna go ahead and buy the Baltimore uh, Colts, uh, the Baltimore <laughs> Ravens, the Baltimore Ravens. That's uh, sorry, they were in, in 2019. Where we, you got middle. caught. Let's split that middle. Good job. Well, I got to looking, and it's a lot of good to look uh, Lamar at. Jackson. Ha- so he's throwing his completion percentage is 72 percent, which puts him about fifth in the league now. I mean, all the names in front of him you'd know except for Gardner Minshaw, who's you know probably got a little bit less uh, of a of a of a of a data set. Uh, now he's got seven touchdowns, zero interceptions. He's thrown for almost six hundred yards. Um, the only other two guys that have seven uh, seven touchdowns are Dak Prescott and I know you know the other name, Patrick. Who's that guy? Mahomes. I haven't heard of him before. <laughs> yeah, Patrick he's Mahomes. he's. They're fitting him for uh, his gold well, jacket. As LJ would say, once in a generation he's talent, flash in the pan. 
Hey, Mahomes is amazing. There is no doubt. He seems like a great kid. I'm not <laughs> trying to get off on him, but he seems like a great kid. Yeah. Hell of a talent. But but yeah, I, do, I haven't I been like able Baltimore. to say his name for I haven't been able to say his name for 48 hours. I think I've cleared it now after he trashed me for 57 minutes. <laughs> yeah, and he did it all in one quarter. But yeah, Dad, I do agree. I know, I know, LJ's not a fan of buying. He likes to buy them when they're low. But like you said, it's always good getting them at a profit. I, the Ravens look good. I, those numbers, I, I'm no you know expert, but just here's some analysis for you. They look good. That offense looks good. Lamar Jackson looks fine. Mark Ingram's good. I, I guess those receivers, Hollywood Brown, Mark Andrews <laughs> looks good. Yeah, my Marquise. The Brown. only caveat, yeah, the only caveat to the Ravens right now is I was going to say, look at who they play, and the Cardinals, and that's true. Now, I, I'm going to save a comment for for the end because I got something because they've got a. A cool game coming up this weekend. Yeah, so. well, that I'm I'm glad you uh, mentioned. We will we will get in that game because that game is the one that I've circled on this on this week's uh, schedule. Uh, moving on yeah. to the who we thought they were this week, uh, pops. Do you, do you want to just we'll we'll, we'll kind of snake draft you. You'll just go back if you, if you're ready. Okay. Well, now I'm going to go like LJ did last year. I'm going to go with okay. a player and. The player that is who I thought he was is Russell Wilson. He is just solid as a rock. He is a guy that I'd love to be my quarterback. Let's see. He's got a 78 percentage uh, completion percentage, higher than Lamar Jackson. Uh, he's got 495 yards, five TDs, zero interceptions. I, if they'll let that offense run through Russell Wilson, I I don't know how far they can go. I, Russell well, Wilson's who I thought he was, solid, dependable, really You're talented. so right. And it's every year. I, it seems like I, I, before the season starts, I look at that roster and I think, I don't know, they're losing some guys on defense and – they lost Doug Baldwin. I don't know if they can do it. And I always forget, wait a minute, they do have maybe a top three quarterback, maybe higher, maybe two. I don't, Russell Wilson's really good, and he'll win you a lot of games you have no business winning. And it looks like he's doing it again this year. They're sitting at 2-0. and Yep. I easily could see them making the playoffs. What do you think? Do you like that that pick, Tone? Y- yeah. I mean, you can't can't go wrong picking Seattle to do anything. And so I, I, I'm, I'm with that. They've – uh, I got another comment later, but DK Metcalf is is you know everyone made player. fun of that draft pick because he, he was just a, you know a a workout warrior, but he yeah. he looks like a player. And Tyler Lockett looks like he's hardy har har. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, they're, they're looking Russell good. Wilson's a solid pick. Sticking on on quarterback, you know, on who we thought they were. Then I, I wish LJ was here so I could mention this just for him. But we talked about that, the Packers defense, but we didn't talk about that abysmal quarterback play from the guy that plays for the Vikings. That's what $84 million guaranteed dollars is going to get you. <laughs> Kirky Poo was terrible. <laughs> he was awful. But but I'm not going to get on I, – I, I'm not going to get too much on him because, you know, we did that last week. And I could – I thought about going with the Texans once again because did you see that Deshaun Watson is already making history? After last week, he is tied for the most consecutive games – being sacked four plus times with eight straight games being sacked more than four times. <laughs> that is ridiculous. But no, who's is is he tied with David? Oh, Carr? who was it? Well, no, David Carr still I think might hold the record for most the other sacks. Quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I, think, I don't think anybody's going to touch no, that. No, I think David Carr gets some like PTSD just watching that quarterback for the Houston Texans getting hit so much. <laughs> but the, the the team I'm going to go with who they thought they were. It actually I think it could be. Jimmy G and the 49ers are finally – Mike Shanahan might have that team as who we thought they were. They might just be a good football team. 
I think that they're, they're two and zero. Oh. They, now they are coming off a 41-17 win against, like Tony said, the Bengals are. They might be bad. They might be really bad. But Garoppolo is near seven. Uh, he threw for seventy percent completion percentage, three hundred yards, and three touchdowns. And like father, like son, Shanahan, Shanahan has a run game where I don't know who's going to be lining up at running back each week, but they're probably going to go for two hundred yards because it just. There's something about that scheme. And last week, like Tony said, they, they went 42 carries for 259 yards and six yards per carry. I, if they can run the ball, if Garoppolo is healthy, their defense – I know I know Tony doesn't like a, a Bosa, but they do have – they have put a lot of draft equity into that defensive line with Bosa and DeForest Buckner and then signing D Ford from the Chiefs. And then I really hope – this yeah. is the team – I really hope makes a trade for Jalen Ramsey. I think he could change things in the NFC. If they go get Ramsey, they already have Sherman at the other side. I know Sherman's a little aging, but if you have him as your second corner, they interest me. And I think maybe, just maybe, because I was all on Jimmy Garoppolo last year, and I think along with everybody, we were thinking, you know, Shanahan's going to have them turn around. And they just were bitten with the injury bug. So I think this year, if they can stay healthy, I kind of like the 49ers. That's not bad. Tone, not bad. who are you? Who is for you this week? Who is who you thought they were? Well, I am going with a player, okay. and uh, it is going to be Le'Veon Bell. Uh, I, you know, here's a guy has 130 something yards from scrimmage on a terrible team, 10 receptions, but he's just a hoss. He, he's out there every play. He literally, week They're one, I don't know if he did week Bell two, but week was, one, he played every single snap. No. Uh, yeah, Ty Montgomery was out there a little bit on Monday night. But, he, yeah, I, I Lev Bell has come back, and he, he is who we thought he was. He is a full-bore, three-down running back who can carry an offense. If the, if the Jets can somehow figure out to uh, uh, how to keep their quarterbacks alive uh, and from kissing the wrong people, <laughs> they'll be – you know, they could be a 500 Well, that, that's very – that's so uh, Jets of them uh, to have a quarterback. Lev Bell is, is something interesting. <laughs> so, but yeah. I do, I do yeah. want to – from Demarius Thomas, no less, <laughs> yeah. right? Bill Belichick's always up to something. <laughs> Bill Belichick's is. <laughs> I, I, I'm glad you brought up Le'Veon Bell because that that team looked abysmal last night, and it would have been easy just to give up and quit. But Le'Veon Bell, even when they were down at one point, I think 27 to three in the fourth quarter, he still was like breaking tackles. There was a cut. He was playing. He there was, was a playing. spin move he yeah. put on somebody that just put him in the spin cycle, jumped over someone. Le'Veon Bell. He got a lot of slander yeah. for the way he handled last week, and a lot of it was because fantasy owners took him in the first round and then he didn't play. But yeah. he's just, yeah. like you said, Tony, he's one of, if not the best run. I don't know if he's the best running back, but he's right there. He's up there. He's just a, a really he's good right. player. We'll see how the season plays out. But he's top five, top five running Which back. Which is a perfect segue into our next segment of the playoffs because that's who I'm going with, the Jets. The J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 are the team that I say will. There's no, I'm crossing them off the list. I, and it's not even necessarily their fault. I think the injury bugs getting them. You saw, uh, like you mentioned, with uh, Darnold and his mono, and then that injury to uh, Trevor Simeon. It, he ended up walking off the field, which was amazing because I thought he like snapped an ankle. And then poor Luke Falk got in there and just was getting crushed too. Like they got it. I don't know if they can keep a quarterback upright. And if you can't throw, it's going to be hard for Le'Veon yeah. Bell to run, even though he did last week. Yeah, did you see Fogg's stats? No, I didn't. Did you see? He was – now, honestly, he was 20 for 24. I think it was 20 for 24, but it may have been for like uh, – yeah, I'm sorry, 20 for 25 for 80 <laughs> yards. <laughs> so it was just – well, yeah, he kept he dumping it to no, Le'Veon I'm sorry, Bell. No, 
I'm sorry. No, I, I missed it. Yeah, he did. It was 20 for 25, and it was actually – I misread that. It was like 100-something yards. Yeah. But can you imagine that? He was just like, here's the well, gun. Drop after oh, after two hits from Miles Garrett, he yes. thought, screw this. I'm throwing the ball quick. I'm not yeah. holding on to this sucker. I'm, I'm done. Peace out. But, uh, God, that was just hilarious to watch. Yeah, I, so, I, I, I just think Adam Gase is not the best head coach in the world. I'm worried no, about the injury bug they got no. going. And then I saw that Jamal Adams, who I really love on defense, and who knows this is the generation we're in now. He has since unfollowed the Jets on Instagram and took them out of his bio. I don't know what that means. But. Hey, I will say this. I did like their uniforms. That black and green looked pretty good. It is kind good. of a sharp look. I did like I, I'm not a, I don't like the yeah. uniforms at War Week 1, but I did yeah. like those last night. I thought that was a sharp look. Yeah, and, and if there's any way, any way, they could make Joe Willie Namath their mascot so he could be on the sidelines every game, that'd be awesome. <laughs> and have him mic'd up because – and just shut Booger was off, it, <laughs> but and let Joe Willie just go to town. Was it was it I, Joe? Would be just was it awesome. Joe Pops? That's the infamous. I just want to kiss you. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yep, that's him. Yeah, he's quit drinking Cobra. now. Speaking of Susie Cooper, she is aged like fine wine. She is still gorgeous. I, Let's not get started. On that. <laughs> yeah, we we yeah. We're, we might be one cup. That's yeah. a whole another podcast. <laughs> oh, that was gonna make a but joke, but we're I gonna. Would, I would not disagree. We're with gonna you. let that one yeah. side. Pops, who are you crossing off your playoffs list? You know, I hate to do this to help. It seems like we're picking on LJ a little bit, but I'm crossing Denver off my playoff list. I just don't see it happening. I do not see the Broncos what making the playoffs. So I'm just, I'm just crossing. Is it, them off. Does it have a lot? To- I, and I think you're right. It's yeah. quarterback play, but it's it, they're just not going to make it. And and you said something earlier, Elway. If I watched LJ Elway most of his career, and Elway was a rifleman. He didn't learn touch until the last few years of his career, and that's when he had some success because his deal was drop back, and I mean put a frozen rope into you every time, and you've got to have touch on the ball. And and I don't know that Flacco – Flacco has a good deep ball. He does have some touch on some deep balls, but he, he – I don't know. I've, I've never thought – I thought that Super Bowl was more of a, a, a fluke than it was him being an elite quarterback. Oh, I just oh, – no. You didn't just say that Super Bowl. It wouldn't. So it's you. now you talking about Flacco's or you talk about no Elway's. Flacco's not not Elway's not Elway's. Oh, no, 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 okay. I thought you were talking about the I thought Tony. Was yeah, I thought Tony was Whoa. going the other way. So, but <laughs> the gauntlet is down. But here's now, the thing with so. Elway as as a I think we've mentioned it a couple of times. I don't know how good of a GM he is. I, there's there's talent on that roster. I think the problem is evaluating the quarterback position, and it kind of goes back to what we talked. We've talked about this four pops with. With MJ at at the uh, Bobcats, or I guess they're the the Hornets or whatever mm-hmm. now in Charlotte, but it, I just think when you're that good of a player, it's hard for when you were that good as a player, it's hard for you to evaluate that position because you just don't understand why can these guys not do what I'm doing. Well, it's because John Elway might be one of the top five quarterbacks to ever play the game. Yeah. And yeah. he look I, so yeah, I would say this if we're going to talk. I'm sorry, and, LJ. I know okay, I know this is breaking his heart. I and I know this is not going to be go well but i'm going to say it anyway so who's a better gm john elway or jerry jones well, slash steven well jones. i think now with steven so, jones i would cases, say steven think, jones it does seem like they've done yeah they've done well in the recent years john elway has won a super bowl since 
the Cowboys. But also, also the just, Cowboys lucked into that, the the position that matters. We've seen it is, is quarterback, and I will say the Cowboys lucked into Dak Prescott if he's as good as he looks so far. Because if you remember, they did not want Dak Prescott, but you know who stole their quarterback was John Elway stole Paxton Lynch in the first round. So neither one <laughs> yeah. of them are good at judging quarterbacks. Just luckily for Jerry, John Elway beat him two Paxton yeah. Lynch. Well, he had his quarterback chosen until. Uh, until the dude got drunk and walked into somebody else's house and uh, sat down. <laughs> are we, ta- are we uh, talking you know, Chad Kelly here? So Swag Kelly? Chad Kelly. So he had his quarterback, and then, you know, until that little incident, now Chad's at the Colts, I believe, isn't he? I think yeah, I think he is. I think he is. I don't but know. Yeah. I, yeah, so. I think the Brown, or the Broncos would be better off if they still had Case Keenum. I don't, I don't know why they let him go. <laughs> I don't either. Yep. Joe it's because Flacco. Joe Flacco's tall and got a big arm. All right, Tony, who are you, who are you going with for crossing off your playoffs? And you can't say the Dolphins. Well, I was I can't say the Dolphins. No, you can't. Yeah, that's, I, that's too I, easy. We we actually board. crossed them off week one I, I, as a group. We said we couldn't say the Dolphins yeah. because that's too yeah. easy. Well, well, I do want to. I would. I would really. I was going to say Jets, but now that I'm thinking about it, and I really want Luke to oh. use the force and get them in the playoffs. So. <laughs> I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, the Bungles. The Bungles. So I, they're gonna be fun to watch because people are gonna be flying down the field on both sides. There, I, I've you know I've watched a little bit of their games, not not a whole lot, but um, Dalton is slinging a football, and uh, you know John Ross is actually actually looks decent. Like yeah, he knows what football is. AJ about. Green will be and, back somewhat soon, and, right? AJ Green will be back, but they're going to lose a lot of games, fifty-five to forty, you know, thirty-seven to thirty-five. They're, but they're going to lose them, and so uh, I'm, I'm the, the Bengals. Are well, and I think there, there's no way that they can compete. In that and position. I don't think they want to win too many games because I, I think they're ready. Andy Dalton's not a bad player, but he's not your franchise guy. And I think uh, the new head coach over there, Zach Taylor, wants to get his guy. Well, now I'll say this. Watch out for Andy Dalton. This could be one of those sneaky guys that all of a sudden hits a system late in his career where he can kind of resurrect himself and move and get four or five more years out because uh, just for right now, I think Dalton fits this system. And and he sure as hell didn't fit Marvin Lewis's system, but I think, you know, anybody could fit, in a, you know, Sean McVay. But, uh, but I think that this could be something that keeps him around for four or five, four or five years and allows the Bengals to build around that and not have to go spend money next year on a first round. So you're saying keep an eye on the Red Rocket. All right. All right. Keep an eye on Red Jesus, yeah. (laughs) And so that gets to our playoff stuff. I I wanted to, as we kind of wrap up, just kind of take it. We don't have to have one of each, but just kind of the good, bad, and the ugly for this past week. Uh, I'll go ahead and start. I have a quick good. And my good, just so LJ's not completely depressed, my good is Emmanuel Sanders. I, in December of last year, Sanders at age 31 tore his Achilles, an injury that can take up to 12 months for pro athletes to recover, and has been known to threaten the careers of a lot of athletes 30 plus. And Sanders actually looks better this year. He caught a touchdown in each of the last two weeks, and then caught the game what looked like it could have been the game clinching touchdown and two point conversion last week. Just shout out to him for recovering from that injury really quick and looking really solid. I, I'm just happy to see him. And I've always kind of liked Sanders. It just seems like. Never heard anything bad about him. Just seems to always come out and play. So that's my good. Is just seeing him back healthy, playing good. Pops, do you have anything from the past week that kind of? I, I have. 
I have an ugly and I have an interesting. So I'm going to give you the ugly first. <laughs> an ugly the and ugly, an interesting. Okay. The, the ugly is, for God's sake, Bradley Chubb's roughing Perfect the segue, passer yeah. penalty on, Matthew, on, on Mitch Trubisky was ridiculous. Bad. Absolutely. The ball's still in his hands. The ball is still in the quarterback's hands when Chubb hits him. That was a whole And it wasn't and even that crazy still, of a hit. What, are you, what is he supposed to do? Like it, levitate? It wasn't, that, it, it wasn't that. Yeah. And and I think they also, I think they had him being a fourth down again. So I don't know that that was the play that made the game, but it did give him some No, life. but it sure did help move and, the ball 15 you know, yards with the clock stopped. And and I just thought that was ugly, ugly, ugly. I couldn't stand that. Which, by the way, can, uh, can then, we just mention, though, the end of that game in general was ugly? Like, not only that penalty, but then that. So the Broncos were going to, they were going to go for two to win it. I like I like having the, the, the fortitude to go to go for two, but then they get a delay of game. So then they're like, all right, crap, now we got to kick the extra point. But then the, missed the extra but they point. missed the extra point. Then the Bears went off sides, so they get another shot to go for two. They go for two. Oh, it was terrible. And then to see, that it had to be heartbreaking to see that loss, because that, like you said, that Chubb's play with 31 seconds, that was just a dumb, dumb, dumb call. Yeah. Bad call. It, Bad call. Yeah, it was even worse to watch when you had the Bears minus three. Kick the damn extra <laughs> points so we can go to overtime, please. Gosh, and just just to go to to ferment what you're saying on the ugly, uh, the, the refs in general, blowing the whistle early, and this might be what someone's going to mention, but since we're on the ugly and the refs, just in general, the refs, Blowing the whistle on that fumble in the Jared Goff in the Saints game, where Jared Goff maybe fumbled, maybe it was a fumble clearly, but the refs thought it might have been an incomplete pass, and so instead of letting Cam Jordan fly down the field, going eighty nine yards in a game that was at the time tied three to three, the ref blew the whistle. How many times do we have to see this? Let's not blow the whistle. You can review it, and if you decide it's incomplete, we can go back. But when you blow the play dead, now that touchdown's nullified. It just the rest got to be better than this. I don't understand how we have this discussion every year with the rest stinking, but that's just tough. And it was tough to see the Saints get screwed with another call. But Ed, what was your what was your interesting this week? Well, I don't know if y'all noticed this, but uh, you know Kansas City plays Baltimore uh, this ah. weekend. And interestingly enough, Kansas City claimed offensive lineman Greg Serrett off of waivers from uh, Baltimore uh, oh, this we week. Go. Playing, this playing a little chess week. over here. Okay. That Play. is a Belichick move. Watch <laughs> it out. It is. I thought that was pretty interesting. Interesting dink. So um, here's a $10,000 check. Show us your playbook. <laughs> that That yep. is the game. That game I'm <laughs> really interested in. Yeah. Now yeah, that you me mentioned too. that's going to be awesome. I cannot wait for that ball game. When uh, is that game? Do you know? Is that it's uh, noon? It's a freaking noon game. Oh, I guess uh, they can't move it yet. Yeah, uh-huh. they can't move it. If they can't, they can't flex it yet. We're not in the flex schedule. Um, but uh, it's that should be a phenomenal game. That's gonna that could either be the AFC Championship game or, for that matter, the divisional because we can't forget about the Patriots. This will probably the tell Chiefs. Us who, ooh, the Chiefs right now are favored us. by six and a half, which is at Arrowhead. So I, I mean, I can yeah, maybe see that, that Arrowhead, and they should be. I mean, it, Baltimore should lose, but this will tell you but, something. But this will tell you something. If they have it close and it's a and it's a ball game, then I, I think that we'll we'll see if Baltimore's for real or not. But I'm really this this could be one of the best ball games of the year. It really could. I know I know Tony probably doesn't want to hear this because it sounds like this torched him on his fantasy football uh, matchup this week. But can we just for a second talk about that second quarter for Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs? That was unreal. Oh my god! Like I blinked. I took like I I went to go pee and I came back and they had 28 points. Like I, I was looking at it. 
In the final four drives in the second quarter, they had the ball for 10 minutes, 23 plays, and had 300 yards and 28 points. I mean, it was just like every time you look back, the red zone channel was like, Crazy. oh, Patrick Mahomes throws another one deep. Oh, Patrick Mahomes to DeMarcus Robbins. And the guys I don't even heard, I, we haven't heard of yet. Like, I know McCole Hardman's supposed to be one of those guys, but DeMarcus Robinson, I don't know who that is, but he's now torching you. Yeah. So I, I know my neighbors heard me because <laughs> I was out here on my back porch watching the game, and they knew that Oakland needed to put a safety deep. And <laughs> I knew that Oakland needed to put a safety deep, but apparently. John Gruden didn't figure well, out. Well, unfortunately, he couldn't. Safety D, because they burnt you four times, you dumbass. Put a safety D. Put two safeties D. One of them put, got called back. Yeah, Nicole Hardman had one deep. touchdown that got called back. Yeah. I mean, it's what, what about this are you not seeing? Don't run man to man and put a safety D. It's just that simple. It's just and okay, I'll give them twice. Oh, <laughs> that was a good pass. Oh, oh shit's a digging. I better pay attention. Four in the sink. That's just ridiculous. Well, and absolutely to their ridiculous. credit, though, it's not like you could have watched film and realized that Patrick Mahomes' that offense is explosive. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. When we're in the film room. We're in the film room for an hour and a half. How many times did Patrick Mahomes throw deep? Oh, just a couple. So he's already gotten the one. Oh, shit, he's got two. Well, he's not going to throw deep now again. Oh, I guess we better. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, the, the, that offense and, and and Mahomes, and it's just amazing. It, it just – all credit to Patrick Mahomes. But come on, man. Would you just put a safety deep? Jeez up, Pete. Anyway. Well, do you have – There's my right. <laughs> well, and that might, be, that might be your bad or ugly, but do you have any other – any good, bad, or ugly you wanted to bring up? Yeah, I do. I've got a good, bad, and an ugly because I, you know, when I come on the podcast, I want to try to be prepared, you know, and help out wherever I can. I'm no LJ, but I, I try to do my best. Not that I'm wrong most of the time, <laughs> but I do try, you know, to be to be correct. So I remember someone someone on the podcast claimed someone said I, I, I don't that know. someone I've was slandering your name I'm on this podcast. No, 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 anyway. no, no. What what I, what that person was trying to <laughs> what say? What happened was no, no, no. <laughs> what happened was. What, what, what the saying was is that Tony's not often wrong. He's just wrong a lot more than he thinks he is. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Well, that's probably true. Anyway, uh, so my good was um, I believe that there is actually now a quarterback uh, playing for the Razorbacks. So um, Starkinsaw. Uh, doesn't Starkinsaw. That's good. I like it. I like doesn't that. mean we're going to win a bunch of games, but. We've actually got a quarterback. At least it's actually fun to see the offense come on the field. For yeah. uh, he, he actually can throw a football. I haven't seen that since um, uh, Wilson, uh, Tyler Wilson, said so that he's really throwing the ball well. Um, and then the bad, um, the, the ability to replay pass interference. I, I'm It's two games, and I'm tired of it. It's just mm-hmm. ridiculous. They throw the red flag. They're not overturning it. I don't know why you're throwing it. You're not going to get it just for, only when it's blatant. If there's a one-second difference between the time the guy smacks him and the time the guy ball gets there and you didn't call it, throw the flag. But this this is just ridiculous. It's bad. You know what it's I'm worried this really rule comes bad. to? And it, this could end up being like the rule. What, what was it? Was it last year, the roughing the pass rule that they kind of curbed once it was awful the first few weeks? I just worried this could happen where late in the – like in the towards the end of the second half, why wouldn't you if you're a coach – just chunk, or maybe late. I don't know. At times, just chunk one up every now and then, just chunk it into a big crowd. 
throw the red flag and just see if you can't get because once you see look what happens. once you see it in like slow motion replay, like you said, Tony, maybe a guy did hit him a split second early or or something. I don't know. It just yeah. but they're not and the thing about that, Kevin, is they're not calling it. They're not gonna call that if it's borderline. And it's just I it, it's just slow in the game. I hate it. It's bad. It's really bad. I agree. And so my ugly, my ugly is the whole Antonio Brown situation. So it, the whole thing, it's going to get ugly. Anytime there's blood in the water, now we're going to see this person saying this happened, and now you got another person saying this happened, and now you got, oh, well, he farted in my face. You know, it's just you're going to have all <laughs> these things coming out. Whether he did or didn't do it, it's it's not the point. It's just ugly, and there it, it's just not good for the game. And whether he did it or didn't do it, I don't want to comment. Those are if, if it's true, it's just a terrible thing, and he's a bad person, and those things happen. But we'll never know, and that's what makes it ugly. It's just it's just really going to get ugly before we can really talk about Antonio Brown as a football player. Yeah, I'm kind of holding off judgment on the Antonio Brown stuff because I kind of want to just wait till it goes. Plus, that's just a from from what the it's reports ugly. are. Yeah, it's a lot of ugly. But the good thing it's though, the good ugly. thing is the NFL has shown Roger Goodell. The NFL has shown they really know how to handle these situations. Really well. They do it time and time again. They'll probably so, find a way to fumble it. Yeah, so I'm going to disagree. So here's the thing, Kevin. I, the NFL is great if they've got a police report, if they've got a voice recording, or if they've got videotape. If Ray Rice hadn't hit a woman in an elevator that had a uh, camera, uh, Ray Rice probably plays two more years. Yeah. He shouldn't have. The right thing happened. So uh, all those listeners out there, the right thing happened to Ray Rice. I'm not, I'm not going to – Kareem Hunt probably doesn't get suspended for eight games if there's not a video camera in that hallway showing him kicking a woman. Was it the right thing to do? Absolutely. He shouldn't have done it. He knows he shouldn't have done it. But but if those don't things aren't videotaped or there, NFL's not doing nothing. So that's where I'm a little concerned about what the NFL is going to do in this case. And if they overreact or underreact, it's just going to be ugly. Yeah, I agree. The whole situation just it, it sucks because it it, t- it takes a game we love to see and it just it muddies it and makes it dirty and nasty. Yeah, and because man, can he play football? He is good at football. Yeah, Holy football. cow, he is good at football. He might. We Get don't know for if he's a good human being. It looks like it's yeah, possible he's he not, be. but he can play yeah. football. Yeah, he can play football. Yeah, I wanted to throw out my bad, and I, I mentioned with the the Jets earlier about not making the playoffs. But also, did you see that? Uh, they wish someone – I'm trying to find the name of the guy now, but on Monday, or it might have been Sunday, they wished one of their players happy birthday. Let's see, who was it? Safety, Bennett Jackson on his 28th birthday. They tweeted out and wished him a happy birthday. Then they deleted the birthday tweet and cut Bennett Jackson on his birthday. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So well, just when you thought the Jets couldn't be any they more Jets it? than they already are, they wished wow. the guy a happy birthday. and then So probably what happened was – a social media guy was like, oh, look, it's one of our players' birthday. Let's do like a little happy birthday thing. And then like the GM was like, hey, uh, we're, we're cutting this guy. You need, you need to delete that tweet. <laughs> Get that down. <laughs> Take that down. Oh. But once it's out there, as you, as we all know, it's out there and they've got screenshots yeah. of it. And so poor Bennett Jackson, they <laughs> get told birthday. happy birthday. And then they're, so he's like, you know, happy, celebrate his birthday. And then he gets called by whoever, Adam Gase. And just like, Hey, by the way, um, Happy birthday, but uh, you're out of a job. Like, what? Come and bring on. your playbook. Yeah, and and yeah. bring your playbook I'll, to the locker. I will say this, though. Since he was playing for the Jets, if he gets picked up by somebody else, it really was a happy birthday. <laughs> true, yeah, well, true. That, it could turn out pretty well for him. 
All right, I think that about – did y'all have any other things y'all wanted to bring up? I, I can't wait to watch – also, just before we get out, the NFL, can they do better? What was it? Was it 12 early games and like three late games? It was really bad. It's it really was, bad. Give us a few more late ones. Why yeah. do they have to cram all yeah. of them early? Or do like the March I, Madness where we stagger the start times where the fourth quarters all like kind of go in time. Like, yeah. you know, like something Dude, better than that, right? I have – I still have neck pains from all the back and forth I had to do trying to watch all the different screens on my direct ticket. You know, it was terrible, the number of games that were out there. I was like back and forth, back and forth. I've got carpal tunnel on my thumb because I was switching back and forth. <laughs> so it's just terrible. They need to, re- you know, come on, balance it out, guys. Give us a little help. I can, I can see eight screens on a on a big big TV. Let's, you can only have eight games. Give me having that many. I, I just don't you see the like I, that the, my first thought was like when we see March Madness and it's where like it, I love how they with the way they stagger those start times you get like one game's ending and if I know you can't make it to where we can watch every game at once there's you're gonna have to have some, a bunch of games to play at once but at least you know start one at noon and twelve fifteen and twelve thirty and then you end up with the fourth quarter of each game kind of like happening all at once and you get all your I don't understand why I start them all at once I I just don't I don't get the point of it. That's a fair point. Kevin, you make a great point. Here's the only thing I like about bye weeks is it reduces the number of teams that are out there playing, and it actually does make for a little more enjoyable experience if you're people like us who have nothing else to do in life but to watch football. Uh, right, I'm going to spend whole my whole day on to, Sunday in front yeah. of a TV screen watching football, yeah. so at least make it yeah, make absolutely. it good for me. I know other people might be doing productive things on Sunday, but no, I'm going to be sitting right That's there right. on my couch. If the only if the only thing they could do better is to quit playing on Thursdays. Jeez. Well, we got a barn burner this Thursday. We get an AFC <laughs> what is it? AFC South Titans versus the Jaguars. I think we got it. It's like our inaugural once a year we always get an awful Thursday night yeah. game with AFC South. And we get well, but the good thing is just is. once a year. <laughs> the good thing is we get to see Mr. Gardner Minshew the second. And is there any story I could tell you? There are all these like Folk stories are coming out about this guy after his beautiful mustache <laughs> and his porn suit that he wore to the game. And like some of the stories, apparently his name is Gardner Minshew the second, but there's not a first. Did y'all hear that? No. His dad no. named him the second, but there's no Gardner Minshew the first. His dad's name is Flint. Their granddad's name's not Gardner. He just named him the second because he liked it. And then <laughs> even better, even better, uh, the athletic also wrote a piece that his granddad wanted to name him. This, he was saying that they should name him Beowulf, but his mom, would, but his mom wouldn't let him, so they named him Gardner Minshew the second instead. Beowulf Minshew, and, and wow. then and then supposedly Mike Leach came out and said, yeah, he uh, he confirmed some rumors that back in the day at Washington State, Minshew had this weird pregame ritual where he would stretch in the locker room and nothing but a jock strap. And he did it again, apparently, this past week. There's a story where Steve Spurrier – so after the game, Steve Spurrier wanted uh, – at a Washington State game, he was on the sideline because he's friends with Mike Leach. He was going to go watch the game. And he watched the game. He was like, man, I really like that Minshew kid. I want to – can I go talk to him? And Mike Leach's like, yeah, he's in the locker room. Go ahead. And Spurrier says when he walked in there, it was just Minshew with his stash and his long hair and a headband and a jock strap. Do it like run it like doing some kind of dancing, stretching thing after the game. And nothing but a jock strap. And then supposedly he did it this past week before the Houston game. Oh my God. I'm just saying, just I don't know guy. if all these things are true or not, 
But I think you could tell me just about anything with Gardner Minshew the second, and I just want to believe it because his look and everything about him, he's just awesome. It's awesome. But to go uh, the story you guys told last week to go from okay, I'm going to quit and become a get into coaching to to getting recruited by Mike the Pirate Leech and, and, <laughs> and then getting a six round pick, and now you're starting in the NFL. With a porn stash and a, and a that's <laughs> and awesome. the jock strap. Just, uh, I mean, the well, and the dude, strap. that's what the dude looks like. Someone who's just like, I'm just happy to be here, man. I'm happy that I somehow I'm still playing football for a living. This is great, and he's I fun to watch. When he becomes really, really good, they're gonna say you got Minshew. <laughs> I, I'm I'm hoping. I, I'm holding out hope. I think Minshew. There, he's going to end up – Dad, you know Dylan. Dylan said he's going to be better than Tom Brady. I, obviously, Dylan's a little oh, crazy, but he just likes a guy with a mustache. But that, that is neither yeah, here nor there. That's there. another we'll story, see. I guess, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that came out funny. All right, well, <laughs> I think that'll wrap up this week's edition of the Just Press Play Pod. Uh, by the way, we do want you to know, if you go over to uh, arm, or mybookie.com and put in the promo code CHAIR – they will double your deposit. So go in there. If you're going to put some money on some games, maybe you want to go lay down the the Cowboys minus 20 and a half over the Dolphins. Go do it over at my bookie. Put in the promo code chair and double your deposit. And we want to, once again, thank Blue Chew for being a sponsor of the podcast. If you go to bluechew.com and put the promo code armchair, you can try it for free. All you got to do is pay the $5 shipping. So appreciate both of them for being sponsors of the pod. What's up, Tone? Can I give a shout out to my bookie? Of course. So- all right, so they've put a little prop bet out there that is players to score more than two touchdowns. Now, they ate my ass this weekend because I picked Deshaun Jackson, which was a mistake. Cause Did he not he play? He green. He had like two plays. I was about to say, he didn't play much. Yeah, pulled his green. But I think that's one of the most interesting bets because you bet a little and there's some big, huge odds. And you can. I'm going to continue to play that. Uh, it's fun. Uh, you know, pick somebody that you that just out of the ordinary. Somebody like Marquise Brown, or you know, someone that can really, you know, that hey, you really think can blow up. Big yeah. deal. That's a really cool bet, and, and props to my bookie for that. I know they made money off me this weekend, but I'm gonna get it back. But you I wait, because we'll be back and better than ever this week. <laughs> All right, well that'll do another week, Tone. We appreciate you hopping on, pops. Always Anytime. good, to, always good to, to chat it up, and we will be back next week with another edition. For now. Peace out. Peace. Do y'all know where the saying, I got to pee like a Russian racehorse comes from? Do Russian racehorses? Uh, yeah, actually, I think I have heard this. You want me to tell you? Yeah, because I had to do it. Why? So, so, apparently, Russians were notorious for they thought it made their horses faster if they didn't let them pee. So, they'd make them hold it in, and it would make them faster in the races. And so, then afterward, they always had to pee really bad. Keep a horse from being. I just want Yeah, how do you keep a horse from being? I don't know if it's actually true, but that's where the saying I think came from. Oh. Let me see. I'm going to look it up. You put a rubber band around it? What do you do? I mean, I don't know, but I do not run faster than I have to be. I'll just tell you that. I don't know. That that, that little quick, like, jog that I do to the bathroom when I got a pee where I don't want to sprint, but I am kind of running. Oh, my. Let's see. I don't think I'd win a race.